Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello everyone, I am Katie Petrick, joined by David Fiorazzo. Now, two thumbs up <laughs> for our K-12 classical online school, Freedom Project, Project Academy. We are enrolling for the fall. So hey, what are you doing out there just twiddling your thumbs? You should be going to freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, freedomforschool.com to request your free information packet so you can learn all about the school and then enroll Whoever you know who is a K-12 student. The more the merrier, we say. Now, speaking of schools, let's talk about Philadelphia <clears throat> and how their new school superintendent has some big plans to turn his city's failing schools around, including providing service so good that you will think you're at Chick-fil-A. Oh, well, that's an interesting concept. No, isn't it, David? Yes, it is. Tony B. Watlington Sr., um, he pitched a plan for the future of the Philadelphia School District uh, last week and promising service similar to Chick-fil-A or a car dealership. Uh, he released what's <laughs> called Accelerated Philly on Wednesday, last Wednesday, an extensive five-year plan to spend $70 million on new English math and science curricula while strengthening tutoring programs for students according to the Philly Inquirer. Let's watch this video. We'll come back and talk about it. No doubt, Philadelphia School Superintendent Dr. Tony Watlington has a goal. Position our school district to be the fastest improving large urban school district in the country. There's much room for improvement. The school progress report on education and equity shows 34% of third to eighth grade students meeting English standards, 17% meeting math standards last year. We want the dropout rate to go down. We want the four-year graduation rate to go up. I think we need to dream bigger and have a vision. Starting with safe schools, rolling out 150 additional cameras to schools, beefing up before and after school supervision with safe corridors, and improving environmental safety. Though he says asbestos remediation will be a long-term fix. To upgrade all of our school facilities at this time, uh, according to 2017 report, would be $7.89 billion. It also includes paid parent ambassadors at schools and offering monetary incentives to retain teachers and staff, while rolling out a pilot program for year-round learning in 10 schools. I want parents and school communities to choose to opt in because we're willing to spend the additional resources to help accelerate achievement up. Lofty goals Lofty. and a lot of money. Um, what do you think, Katie? Uh, the comparison to the Chick-fil-A part or the, I would say, a Chick-fil-A, sure, but you don't want to be like car dealerships. Yeah. <laughs> you, that's wheeling and dealing. You know, it, it, you want someone to say, my pleasure, you know, and it should be nice. Well, okay. But, but Philly <laughs> schools need something. That is oh my goodness. Philadelphia schools, Baltimore schools, pick any They're major abysmal. city across the United States and they yeah. all yeah. need improvement. I'm happy to see a superintendent who does have lofty goals, mm. who's actually talking about improving the education. And right now in most of these schools in the big cities, more importantly, improving the safety, the discipline, the actually having structure 
in place for the children. Because if you don't have, children thrive when they are in structured environments, routine. They know what to expect. You put them into these hallways where there's no supervision or lack of it and then fights break out and the chaos that ensues no one can learn in those environments so the fact that he's saying they're investing in that i i like that well the apparently last week the there wasn't a vote yet and the board considered adopting the plan at a special meeting which took place through thursday june 1st um so there it is accelerate philly i, I you know i can't to me i i've i've got to address this chick-fil-a thing because We've recently, unfortunately, realized uh, that they've gone woke just like most other corporations. And a year, last year, they implemented a, a DEI position at corporate uh, Chick-fil-A. So they're all about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, so I just had to get that out of the way for those of you that I used to just, you could say no wrong about Chick-fil-A. I mean, they, but I, I admit their, their food is phenomenal quality exceptional the service and they're always hiring people with just great attitudes enthusiasm smiling very good i mean that that is a good model for other uh, restaurants but I, I don't get the connection how, how do you make a school environment um of service like a chick-fil-a well, i don't get that i think the things you just said is i'm a guessing what mr watlington is trying to do so you have the positivity the up the proper so way to address the, yeah that the, the students school, would be able oh, the, the to teachers address or the students bo both okay properly address one another that they would pride themselves on you know a, a school that in maybe what he was talking about like fixing the school up that the school looks nice just like a chick-fil-a is always clean and and prim and proper if you will yeah um and everyone leaves with a smile everyone's happy after having uh -huh. attended uh so maybe that's what he was trying to say again the, he did say it was as good as a really nice car dealership. And <laughs> maybe I just haven't been to the really nice car dealerships. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that he is trying to address through, and again, we don't know what the curriculum is, but they're looking at the new English math and science curricula. It'll be interesting to see actually what's included in that. And that could be like hiding, just like Chick-fil-A, the DEI nonsense. So <sighs> we'll have to see. Um, still to come. California students stage a walkout. Why? Well, a school board refused to fly the pride flag in June. We're talking about that next. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Take back your kids' education. FPA's fully accredited classical curriculum provides live, on-demand, and homeschool courses built on Judeo-Christian values. Request your information packet and save 10% on tuition by visiting freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. A flag flying in the wind, or rather a flag not flying in the wind and it's causing emotional emotional trauma for students in california because um they wanted a flag to fly in the wind a certain flag a, a pride flag of course and uh because they didn't get that then they decided to walk out of school and they're allowed to do that because why sure. not i mean yeah. well it's california I mean, it's Cal 
This yeah. is true. Now, the Carlsbad Unified School District had voted three to two at the end of May to delay a decision until the summer on whether the school district can fly the rainbow flags during June, you know, Pride Month, which we are inundated with now. And students protested the school board's delay, saying that flying a pride flag would show LGBTQ students that the school is safe. Let's watch. It looks like the end of a typical school day, but this is not dismissal. These Carlsbad and Sage Creek High School students are walking out of class in protest. Senior Kaylee Teagle organized the walkout. So many kids went out there and like outed themselves and shared their stories of pain and sorrow just to get them to listen to us. And then they didn't even discuss it. She's referring to last Thursday's emergency school board meeting. The board was supposed to vote on raising the rainbow pride flag in support of LGBTQ plus students and staff during Pride Month. I think it's important to have a flag raised in the schools during Pride Month because it'll help show students like myself a part of the LGBTQ community that they feel represented, seen, and that they're walking into a space where they know they're safe. Instead, the board voted 3-2 to two to delay a vote until questions? sometime this summer. Staff. District That's leaders sick. say they need to come up with a policy for handling requests to fly any flag before they can allow the pride flag. Pride Month starts June 1st. Your duty is to support these kids, to create a safe, learning environment and when kids can't feel safe they don't learn and it's your job to support these students and by raising the flag you're really saying we support every student. Students also want the board to pass the district's diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging plan and they want a vice principal fired over remarks he made about the plan to his church. Go Katie. It does not. Putting up pride flag up does not show you support every it says all student. students it, it represents all, no it does not represent all students and it does not a flag does not mean it's a safe space oh my goodness i cannot so a flag is not flying outside and your school is not safe and by the way katie petrick am i confused about something Aren't they out of school in June? Well, they will be in a day or two. Most most schools, because of the way the calendar felt, yes. They're out of school in June, so basically they they're not even going to be. Two days. They might have been in June oh. 1st and 2nd. Okay. So they, they're not, Maybe. In, they're not no, there all yep, summer. It doesn't matter. It, and it, it, you've got to have the flag, the pride flag mm. flying. I will say at least, thank God, they have the American flag. At least they have that. But you've got to have that pride flag when no one's at school all summer. And you can bet there were students there protesting that, well, if the American flag can fly, then I need my LGBT one. You know because what? they that don't understand oh, what it actually geez. represents. They so, don't understand what the American flag represents, where it truly does represent everyone. In America. In if America. you're an American citizen, that the is The entire country. Flag. Straight, gay, yep. BTQ, alphabet soup, whatever you are, that truly is everyone. Mm-hmm. We go back to it always. Where's my straight flag? Why don't I have a straight flag? Why where's, does only LGBT blah blah blah? Where's get my a Christian flag? flag? Where where there is a Christian? Where's flag my short too. person yeah. flag? Where's my left-handed person flag? Where's my flag? I want my flag. I don't feel safe. That's what it is, students. Now, you heard from the students and that mother. <sighs> Benjamin Churchill of the Carlsbad Unified, Unified School District Superintendent. Oh, here's the response. Ready? Uh, said that our first priority is to ensure student safety. That's your first priority? When did school, when, when was it that school stopped saying our first priority is to educate the students? 
It's not. It's all about safe spaces. Well, then define safety. Exactly. Right? Uh, we're pleased to hear that the student-organized walkouts were peaceful. On back, it was on a Tuesday morning with minimal disruptions to student learning. They weren't in class. For, there, that's a major minimal. Di- so I'll that's just, a major disruption. They are they're not all learning. outside waving the rainbow flags, and there was no disruption. Minimal, minimal disruption disruptions to student learning. To student learning. <laughs> we're told that students returned to class after the 10 a.m. walkouts at Carlsbad High and Sage Creek High, and that the focus at both schools continues to be on getting ready for next week's final exams and commencement ceremonies. I would say that's more than minimal. If they're supposed to be prepping for final exams and they're not in the school prepping for the exams, they're out there waving their little flags and protesting on their priorities, Katie priorities. Then I think it's more than a little bit of a minimal disruption to their learning. Hmm. But what do I know? Yeah. I'm just an American citizen. No, uh, We're going to move on because a Texas high school postpones graduation after only five, one, two, three, four, five students qualified to participate in the ceremony. We're going to talk about it next. Texas. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, educated. Support this show and a great American company. Well, well, well. We have a good, but bad, but sort of good story here. <laughs> what? I'm gonna, we're going to let you decide, yeah, basically, explain, on explain this, this one. one. We have a school in Texas that decided to reschedule the commencement ceremony, the graduation ceremony, after they realized that only five of the 33 seniors were actually eligible to graduate. This happened at Marlin High School in Marlin, Texas. Take a look. About a week ago, I received a phone call um, where the principal was letting me know that my child would not be graduating. There are 38 students in the Marlin High senior class, but a week before graduation, only five were eligible to graduate. Now, we did notice that some students continue to have absences as well as fail courses. During class about a week ago, the principal called Salvador Guerrero to tell him he would not be graduating. At the time, I felt like singled out like from mismanagement. Like, how how do you let me do that? How do you let me miss out on such an important thing? According to Superintendent Dr. Daryl Henson, all students were given a course plan at the beginning of the year that the counseling team was supposed to help keep everyone on track. Now, the ownership of things not being completed on the plan does have to be both on the students and the campus. We have to make sure that throughout the year we work together on ensuring that every child is completing and meeting all requirements. The district feels moving graduation to June gives students more time to complete those requirements. This summer and going forward, we're going to provide them with all the support necessary just to make sure that they can walk across the stage later this month. Some say it was 33 kids. Some say it's 38. We can't even get that straight, basically. (laughs) But the moral of the story is that 28 of them, or maybe even 33 of them, it depends on how many you want, more than two dozen students (laughs) were not eligible to graduate. Small school, And so, yeah, there was a mandatory senior parent meeting at the high school, 
And after that happened, now 29 of them are eligible right now. Um, they have selected a new graduation ceremony to be on Thursday, June 22nd. And students actually received a sheet that had like their graduation status. It's like, like you're trying out for the major league baseball and you get the pink slip in your locker or not. <laughs> it's from the movie Major League. Major League, yeah. Love that movie. Um, actually, all of them. But anyway. So they, according to the letter that was given to them, if a student's sheet is highlighted, not complete, then they must attend what they're calling an extended school year. And that sheet actually said that it will start on June 5th and the students must meet their requirements by June 22nd. So basically, the kids have to come back for a couple weeks, finish all the requirements. And it sounded like a lot of the kids had to take like the state exam, like the state civics exam that just is a requirement for a state um the STAR exam, I think it was called. And if they pass that exam, which is only offered right now in June, that, okay, yeah, then they'll be fine. But again, this comes down to how did the kids not know up until two seconds before that yeah. they weren't eligible? They should have known. A little confusing So there, the kids yes. should know. Yes. The parents should know. The counselors, as the superintendent was saying, should know. So what happened, David? I don't know. It makes me wonder about the big schools in the big cities, how many kids are not eligible to graduate. I, I would love to see those numbers. I haven't seen any of those in, in a while. I would love to see how many are just they don't make it, to, which is sad. But um, I want numbers. <laughs> now, one parent, uh, Carol Ann Robles, said that most parents were under the impression that all students would be able to graduate. She said that throughout the whole school year, we've never been notified or like she had never been notified if her son needed anything. So how are we supposed to know as parents if my child is falling behind if no one is telling us anything? There's no way. Incorrect. Well, how about your son? There we be. Saying, hey, I got this grade uh, this semester. Here, here are how my grades are. Do you ask about how he's doing? How, that's, yeah. This is all. How am I supposed this, to know as a parent? This Talk to your child. This is all a part of it. And yes. that's. Yeah. There's well, some common sense. Don't worry. There, we do have a, an official district response before oh, okay, we go. We here must we go. get the official district response. All right. Where right. is it? <clears throat> Marlon ISD said it, it's committed to ensuring that all students have the support and resources needed to meet all requirements for graduation, as outlined on the Texas Education Agency. I know that our students are capable. They have demonstrated their abilities over the past week. And are proud to announce that 29 of our seniors have met the requirements for graduation. We look forward to supporting the remainder of the class of 2023 and meeting all graduation requirements as outlined by the state of Texas. I'm really glad they, they've demonstrated their abilities in that one week. In I'm one really week. glad they were able to do that. It is solid. Yeah. All right. Well, still to come, another Texas story. We have a Texas high school senior born in jail is now headed to Harvard. We're going to talk about how she beat the odds next. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All 
All right, interesting story here, and uh, I had to look twice at the headline. Conroe grad, born in jail. You heard that right? Uh, this young woman was born in jail, and now she's headed to Harvard, and she credits mentorship and a laser focus on her dream. So the opening line of Conroe High School graduate Sky Kastner's essay application to Harvard University says, I was born in prison. Well, that got my attention. Yep. So she's 18. She was born in the Galveston County Jail. Her mother was incarcerated at the time of her birth, and her dad picked the newborn uh, Kastner up from the jail and raised her as a single dad. So there's a twist also. So she graduated number three in Conroe High's class of 2023. In the fall, uh, she'll live out her dream attending Harvard University to study law. So I, I say kudos to dad. Yeah. That's that's an impressive angle to the story too, That's true. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, she, she said that she grew up moving a lot like moving around a lot with her dad, but she had always stayed in Montgomery County. And that also then allowed her, she was able to get into a mentor program um, in the school. So uh, she basically said that at Reeves, um, when she was at Reeves Elementary School in Conroe, she was a voracious reader and the school staff felt she could benefit from the CISD's project mentor program, hmm. which partners uh, community volunteers with students who need a little extra time with a caring adult. And the district connected her with her mentor, Mona Hamby. And Mona Hamby, uh, this is the the picture. When they first met, uh, there's a sky on the left as an eight-year-old. Oh and then there's Mona. Um, and basically, uh, Hannah, or uh, Mona Hamby, said... She, I was given a paper about her. So she's talking about Sky. Uh, her hero was Rosa Parks. Her favorite food was tacos from Dairy Queen. And she loved to read. I thought this sounds like a bright little girl. And she still apparently has that paper today. Now, I didn't know that, I guess, Dairy Queen had tacos. That's That was... I but we're in Texas, so maybe that's why. Yeah, Texas. Okay. Now, Hamby said um, that she helped Kastner with things like getting glasses, getting her first salon haircut, dentist, orthodontist, and community leaders helped her with her teeth and helped her have experiences like summer camp. So the wow. overall moral of this story, there's many morals to this one, I okay. think, David, is okay. adults, pay attention to the children in your community. When people say, oh, I don't have time to be a parent or I can't be a parent. No, you can be a parent in a guiding figure in a good role model to, to younger children by being just a mentor, a volunteer, big brothers, big sisters. You don't have to be a parent to parent a child, to help a child in need and help them grow into fulfill their dreams, such as going to Harvard like this. For Skye, she worked hard. She didn't use the, I was born in prison, so obviously my life's awful and I'm never yeah. going to make anything of myself. No, she said my competitive nature kicked in and I wanted to get straight A's and she did that. She put forth the work. Wow. So that's pretty awesome to see. I'm happy that this story made it onto our radar. Yeah, she earned it and um, it is a good story. And um, yeah, she, she obviously is, is getting ready to embark on a new adventure. Pretty big, challenging one. I hope she does well. Yeah, that would be nice. Don't don't get lost at Harvard. That's all we got to say. Yeah, oh my goodness. Oh, we've done Please so many stories on Harvard. Harvard. I wish it were somewhere else, but, you know, we'll see. We'll That's see all right. Well, hey, you out there in social media world, please make sure you're hitting that like button right now. Just... <clears throat> 
We'll wait. Follow. Okay, there you go. Us. Uh, follow us on social media. Like, subscribe, comment. Do all those those things. Send us your feedback. All right. Now, for David and myself, <laughs> thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting this show. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel, hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.